Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 155. I hope you guys are having a great start to the school year. I know this past week, we had our first day for teachers. It was fantastic. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. And today, as this episode drops, is going to be the first day for our students. I am looking forward to a great year. But there's other people that have been already doing this for a while. And I want to bring on my co-host, Susan Vincent. Sue, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Well, hello, everybody. And it's uh, great to um, know that you're out there listening to us. Um, like Jeff said, we're starting off on the school year. Um, in my system, we are probably, when you listen to this, we're probably heading into finishing up our three, three, third week. So here we are. If you were seeing me on video now, you'd be seeing some wild hair going on, which makes from a wild week. So we're, we're heading down the path. It has been a wild time. We've got some great things going on, Sue. As I mentioned earlier, you know, first day for teachers. Everyone's back. Classrooms are busy. The dust is flying. The library books are getting wiped off. I saw more Harry Potter things this week that I know what to do with, and I absolutely love it. Today, we're talking all about relationships. I know that's like a common theme, but you know what? As we start this year, it's all about having those conversations, building those relationships. And I want to talk today a little bit about those first things. We've spent the last few weeks dealing with having those conversations with principals, having those conversations with teachers as we start this year. And this was one of those first conversations that I had with my principal is, please consider me a part of the leadership team. Please let me know uh, when those department meetings are. Please help me get into these department meetings. I want to start to do all these different leadership type things. And, you know, even one of my first things that I did on our first day back was I, I took my lunch and I made friends. I, I went down to find our other instructional coaches. I found a nice second grade teacher. I decided I'm just going to pick up the ball and run with it. So Sue, I got to ask, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I making friends? Is that just the way to do it here? That's the way to do it. And I've been very intentional about that this school year so far myself and have really had some great luck getting into some classrooms. I mean, we've had um, some pandemic cases kind of go on the rise in our district, but that's also giving me an in and an intentional way to connect with those teachers. So, you know, I was talking to somebody having a conversation, I think, with another teacher or a colleague the other day and you know how at the beginning of Happy New Year, after Christmas, 
we have that word for the year. So I thought, oh, maybe I need a word for the school year. And I think that has become intentionality for me. Intentionality. I like that one. We are going to put that one in our show notes. All the stuff over on this episode is over on askthetechcoach.com. This is episode 155. And today, Sue, I am thrilled because I have a friend of ours on the show. She is a 20-year veteran, 15 of those years in classroom, in middle school and high school as a coach. What I love about her is that she's one of my colleagues on NCCE, a great organization. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the things we're doing this year for coaches, because of coaches, and with coaches. Jamie Wright, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm so good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I am a, a veteran of the classroom for many moons and now a technology integration coach in my fifth year uh, with Clarksville Montgomery County School System in the lovely Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, and if you think you've heard of us before, it's because we're the home of Fort Campbell, which is the third largest military installation in the U.S. So that's what we're most known for. Um, and I also, as Jeff said, am a friend from NCCE. I'm very proud to also be a professional learning specialist for the Northwest Council for Computer Education. I am so happy that you're here, right? Because today it's all about building those relationships. Now, when I say that Jamie and I are good friends, I mean, we've been wonderful friends for all of like, what, three weeks. And, but we've gotten to know each other. We've gotten to work with each other. We've worked virtually through email. We've worked through video conversations. And at the uh, middle point of September, we're going to be uh joining each other in Tennessee for an amazing NCCE conference. And I bring this up, not just to plug NCCE and talk about the great things that they're doing, but it's no different than where we are right now. We are making friends in our district. We're reaching out and saying, look, we've got some similar things. Let's figure out what you want to do in your second grade class. Let's figure out, okay, here's the curriculum. We know we got to do this. How are we going to get there? How can I support you? How can you support me? How can we make sure that what we're going to do together is going to be amazing for the students? Jamie, why? Why are these relationships so important, especially at the beginning of the year? Well, especially coming out of the year we've just had and with the stress being so high going into this school year with concerns about our students and learning loss, the relationships are key. If you are going to coach teachers, they need to have trust in you and they're not going to build trust with someone they don't know. So even if those relationships are ones you build very quickly, they're critical to your success as a coach. Um, you have to get out there. You have to meet your teachers. You have to talk to your admin about what they want you to do, what direction they want you to help take their building in. Um, if you're not doing those things, you're going to spend a lot of time sitting in a room with your computer and not actively helping teachers. That's a great point. And we talked about in a couple episodes ago about those conversations with the admin and what are their expectations and getting on the same page with them to more effectively uh, reach your teachers as you move forward throughout the year. So having those conversations with the admin and then they hopefully are supporting you and building those intentional relationships with the teachers. Yeah, they should really provide you with the first direction you go in. I always try to make sure that I speak to my building admin 
well before the school year starts. And by well before, I don't mean like in June. I mean, at like at least a week or two before we get teachers back in the building. I'm reaching out. I'm touching base. Um, I'm asking them, okay, yes, I can read the mission and the vision of the school online, but how are we getting there this year? What do you need my help with? How can I support you? And if you're not sure how you need my help, tell me what you're trying to do so I can give you some ways that I can support that. And from there, that kind of drives those conversations with teachers. And some of it is just about at that point, walking around the halls so they're a face, you're a face that they know. You're someone that they recognize um, saying hello. So even if you're in a school where they're only recognizing your nose and eyeballs, you need to get out there and say hello. So it's funny. I, um, I have, I've lucked into when I've pre presented to my faculty, I've been far enough away, I've been able to be unmasked so they know what I'm, I look like. Um, so they can, they recognize that familiar top of the head when I'm coming down the hall. But um, I think just putting yourself out there is the perfect way to start. When we're looking at this, it is intimidating, right? I know even today, um, first day for kids, we have teachers coming in. Um, my inclination is to say, I'd rather wait for somebody to introduce me. That way they know who I am. They, you know, this is Jeff. He's doing this because the last thing I want to do is on the first day of kids, when teachers are so crazy, I want to go, hi, I'm going to be the guy walking into the back of your classroom and looking at you and judging you. You know what I mean? Like it's, exactly. it's sometimes it's easier, but what I've been doing is, hey, when it's lunch and when I see people there, I just I just walk right in and I try to be Mr. Personality. And, hey, how are things? How are you doing? You know, what's it like? What do you think about the new principal? Anything I could do to get everybody talking is is a good thing, you know, and, and you hear so many times teachers are sitting here trying to figure out what I, I heard this term muscle memory. I got to get the muscle memory for being in a room. Yes. We recently did, and I love this activity, we recently did a, a, like a meditation thing. And the first thing that the lady said to us was, okay, who's not sitting properly? And of course, all the guys like sit back up and stuff. Because you're not used to being in public. You're not used to sitting properly. Um, you you got to retrain yourself of how to, I don't know, be a professional, be a, be, a, be a human. I'm not sure what the right term is on that. What do you think, Jamie? Um, yeah, there's been a lot of retraining how to be a professional. And I think um, a lot of it is if you've, if you've fallen out of practice with, um, with being around people and speaking around people, those lunch conversations are a great place to start because they're more casual. We're used to that. Um, another great place to start is, is looking into what groups are doing what in the building. So for example, like a, an easy one, um, for me was I asked both my schools, when are the new teachers coming in? Um, and are, do the new teachers have meetings with like, is with who's in charge of the new teachers this year? In our district, we call it site-based induction specialists and our CIBISs are who help our new teachers. Well, that's my first question is, can I just come hang out? Like, I don't have to teach anything or train anything, but can I get to know the new faces too? Um, and same thing, I find lunch groups to sit with, just getting back in the swing of being around other humans, of having conversation, of speaking professionally with each other, and then also speaking casually with each other so you can recognize the difference again and blend the two together, I think is really critical, um, especially this year more than ever. And 
especially this year more than ever, because in addition to just needing our support and our help with what's going on in their classrooms, our teachers need to feel just supported and cared about overall. Last year was rough. Somebody, somebody the other day asked me, what should I be doing the first week of school? And I said, don't talk business. Hi, how's your family? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? Don't yes. talk business. And, you know, again, nobody, nobody wants, hey, we're back in the classroom. We're still trying to figure this out. And I'm the person that's going to be in the back of your class. Those are scary things. Let the business conversations come as they are so how have you been with everything i, I you know you, you're settling in you've been doing this um a, anything to report from uh from your side well like you said while well ago you know have those down-to-earth conversations first that's been huge for me this year and one thing i was going to say tagging off of what we've talked about so far is if you're a new coach out there and you're listening to this all of these things they get easier and it's going to be hard this first year. Even if you're in your second or third year as a coach, it's going to be hard just making yourself go in there and starting those conversation and be Mr. or Miss Personality, as Jeff alluded to a while ago. But it gets easier. And that's how those relationships develop, which in turn gets you in the classrooms and gets them asking you for help. So that's gotten easier and easier for me over the years. Now it's just like second nature of, oh, yeah, I need to have this conversation with them or, you know, ask them how they're doing. If I'm friends with them on Facebook, find something to connect with them on. Ask, you know, their dog, what have you. Just make them feel comfortable. And those are things that I might go back in my notes and say, hey, I talked to Sue. She's got three hamsters and a German shepherd. So that way, two weeks later, when I walk in and I am going to talk business, Small talk is always good, you know. Absolutely. Sue, how's the German Shepherd? What are you doing? Oh, by the way, let's talk science. Yes, very perfect. Now, one of the other things that we can look at here is those first, oh, let's just say it, business interactions, right? I'm going in to try to make friends on a coaching level. Um, I've been asked, or better yet, I've been invited into a department meeting i'm going to give my first pd session jamie what advice do you have for coaches that are trying to be in their first department meeting you know whether it be one that you with teachers you know or like in my case brand new building brand new everything they look at you as the coach they're looking for you to dance essentially and you're like i'm i'm just here to listen just here to listen what advice do you have for anybody in group sessions well, my my first advice is to get into them, like ask the academic coaches, ask your principals, do you mind if I pop in? Do you have a schedule of when those meetings happen in your building? Um, in my buildings, we do collaborative planning times for like, so like all the algebra one teachers meet, all the English three teachers meet. All, I'm like, can I get that schedule? And then just say when you walk in, like, hey, guys, I just came to hang out for today. I just kind of want to hear what's going on. So I'm always honest with them. I want to know what's going on with you. So when I make suggestions or when I develop materials to put out there for you guys to use each week, that I'm actually developing things you need. So I'm just here to sit and listen. And if you have questions, I'm happy to answer them. And doing that is going to make things more meaningful that you share with them. Instead of just pulling some tech tip out of the blue, 
you're attending those meetings and then they're going to really make that connection with you a week down the road when you share a tool or a strategy that they have referred to in their meeting that you may or may not spoke have spoken at, but you have that tool or strategy ready for them to use. And then they're going to trust you even more and say, Hey, she really is legit. Yeah. 100%. If you're just hanging out, waiting for those big group trainings or just walking into teachers rooms and saying, can I tell you about this tool or that tool or this tool? You've already lost them. So they don't have time for you. You, the time, their time is very precious and they need what you give them to be super meaningful and super useful right now in their classroom. So I think those, those group meetings are key to get into, whether it be a department meeting overall, or if you are in a school that has those smaller collaborative plannings, getting in those is, is where you not only see what they need, but it's where you can get what drives you forward as a coach. So it, it really gives you a big picture, a big picture for each subject level of where your teacher's at based on their conversations, what do they need from you, and what things can you suggest that are actually gonna work for them? Because if I'm in a group of teachers, and let's say that all the teachers in this group are not super tech savvy, I'm not gonna suggest a major, like, oh, let's do Google Sites portfolios week one with your kids, or let us let me show you, I'm not gonna say, let me show you how you can run your compl classroom completely out of Teams or OneNote. Uh-uh, let's start small. You want me to show you how to make a drag and drop activity? <laughs> so you Absolutely. have to, you really have to, I think, get in there because it helps you gauge your audience so much better. I'm looking forward to getting in there. I'm looking forward to learning. I think for any coach, you know, looking to figure out what, how to navigate this before going into those meetings, if possible, learn about the curriculum. If I know I'm going into a second grade department meeting, I'm going to start hanging out in second grade. If, if, if the opportunity, you know, what are they working on? How are they learning? What are the students doing? So that way I can chime in with an educated comment of, oh, let's do this. Let's try this. Or, hey, I saw you doing this. What do you think about? Or, hey, I noticed that next week in the curriculum, you're supposed to be doing this. How about this idea? How can I help you out? So always kind of go in there after you know, doing your homework right so different ways of looking at that so do you ever get the opportunity to to study curriculum or are you more focused just at the moment to mo I, I know you you work with a lot of different teachers where where does curriculum fall on your list of things you do each week um well i try to keep up with it as best i can i mean technically that should be my priority it doesn't always end up that way, but I do have access to our curriculum maps, which we do have in a database online um, through a program called Curriculum Track. So I do have access to all those. So if I know I'm going to be going to a grade level or they've asked for my help, I can definitely peruse those maps and see, okay, they should be about right here. They're covering water cycle and science. So here's my thought process and I can kind of turn my brain toward that way but I for me and because I've been in one place for a bit now I've developed that relationship with them so I can just kind of walk by the hall listen at the door walk in what have you and I kind of get a better idea of what they need and sometimes they just happen to be having a team meeting so I walk on in sometimes I know about those meetings in advance 
and then I sit around the table. So it just kind of differs. And sometimes it differs across elementary, middle school, high school, kind of the way they do things, the way they teach, what content they're teaching and so on. Very, very good advice. We want to hear from you guys. If you have any advice, please check us out over on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Of course, all these things are going to be over on our show notes, episode number 155. And if this is the first time you guys are listening to an episode of Ask the Tech Coach, welcome. It's so great to have you here. We talked a little bit about those beginning conversations. We talked a little bit about departments and stuff. But let's figure out a little bit about those conversations and relationships with those one-to-ones. Is it scary for you after all this time, Jamie, to sit down with a teacher one-to-one and plan to probe? Maybe it's a new teacher who doesn't know what's going on next week because they're just living it moment by moment. Talk to us a little bit about working and having those one-to-one relationships. Um, I think the key to um, to working in a one-to-one situation is to be authentic with your teachers. Um, if you're blowing smoke, they're going to know it, uh, whether it's in a group setting or one-to-one setting. So I'm always very honest with the teacher that I'm sitting with when they ask me questions. And of course, um, you have to build that comfort with a teacher you've never worked with before. Um, but there's still great ways to be really clear in conversations. For example, like if a teacher asks me whether they're brand new or we've been working together for five years about a tool I'm unfamiliar with, I am not going to say to them, oh, yes, let's plan a modeled lesson with that tomorrow. I'm going to say, can you give me a couple days? Because that is not one I have used. Let me check with some other coaches in my department and see if anybody's got anything built already. If not, if you can give me a couple days, let me familiarize with myself with it. And then let's meet again and bring both our ideas to the table. Once I've played with it and you've played with it, let's see how we think we can make this work. But just like I said, I think that authenticity is so important. Um, and really asking the teacher in, in that one-to-one situation, what do you need? Like what's going on in your classroom right now? What are your biggest concerns? Am I here just to help you plan because you want to incorporate a piece of tech you're not comfortable with? Or am I here because you're really comfortable with tech, but your kids are a hot mess while you're using it and you need some ideas for how to manage that? Or am I here because everything's going great in your classroom, but the admin's not real happy with your lesson plans? Like, what do you need from me? How can I help you get from point A to point B? And I always, always, always in those one-to-one conversations, find a way to work in and remind them that I am not evaluative. Mm. I have nothing to do with how they score on the state rubric or their evaluations. I am simply there to help them grow so that when they are in that evaluative situation, they're ready for it. And their kids are ready for those tests at the end of the year that they have to pass. And in addition, they're ready to go out in the world and be college and career ready. So that's a, that's a lot on a person, but it's so important to, to have that conversation to let them know that you're their support system. One piece of it, but you're there. And I think that really uh, breaks the ice a lot with getting teachers to open up and actually say what they need and use you in a meaningful way as a coach. The other day I was working with one of our coaches and well, let me, let me back that one up because this is even a better story. The other day, our district, it was the day before teachers started, decided to get all of the instructional coaches together. And, you know, our district's 14,000 students. I honestly had no idea how many coaches we had in the district. 
and you know we're we're looked at as you know you might one one might say we're the tech coaches but we call ourselves digital learning coaches but we also have coaches for math for reading for a whole mess of subjects i had no clue that we had like a hundred and some people i don't even know that number but we had a lot of people who are coaches it was nice to get all them together we did a little icebreaker a little mingle mingle around the room and one of the questions was meet these strangers and what's your biggest fear for the year and i met this one coach and she just looks at me and she's like my biggest fear is failure i'm i'm afraid that i'm being put into a situation that i'm going to fail my teachers and you could just see it you could just see it and but the positive thing is we talked about failure is first attempt in learning and we kind of you know got this coach moving in the right direction and and we decided that we're going to keep in touch with each other and all, all good sue jamie what would you do if you hear a coach even a teacher let's so we'll start with coaches because this is the show but let's hit teachers but what do you do if you hear somebody go I, i'm just afraid that this isn't going to work I'm so stressed out. I'm so unprepared. I don't know. Like, what do you do and how do you, how do you coach them? Well, and that's one of the points I just now added to the show notes is build their confidence. Just like a teacher to the kids at when we were all in the classroom, we had to build that student's confidence through encouragement, through motivation, whatever it took to make them feel better about what they're doing. And just like what you just said, Jeff, just that motivation, that encouragement, that willingness to connect with them and stay connected to be accountability um, partners to, you know, um, share things with each other just for teachers or other coach colleagues. That's so important is that motivation as a coach. And like Jamie said, well, ago, you're not going to know everything right off the top of your head, right off the bat, but motivating them and encouraging them that you do want to find them an answer and going to find it and then coming back with that, that's usually going to make them happy and have that confidence to keep moving forward and knowing that they're not going to fail because they have you there to support them. Um, I totally agree. I often say that the C in my title, Technology Integration Coach, doesn't just stand for coach. It stands for cheerleader Um, because a lot of my job is cheerleading. Uh, A lot of it is saying you can do this. Uh, A lot of it is building people up and a lot of it is building confidence. Um, And also it's reminding people that it's okay not to get it right on the first try. It's okay not to get it right sometimes on the second or third try, but it's the getting back up and continuing to try that makes it matter. So I, you know, we all, I love that analogy about Edison and the light bulb and how many times he didn't make a light bulb, (laughs) but he didn't call them failures. It was just, he found a whole lot of ways to not make a light bulb. And so, okay, so we found a a way, if a lesson doesn't work, I'm like, okay, so we found a way not to teach this particular topic, but what can we get out of it? Like, what did you learn from it? What are the pieces? And then turn that into a cheerleading moment. So it didn't work for this, but what if we tweaked this and this and tried it again with this lesson? Or what if we, sometimes you just have to say, what if we scrap it? And what's the new approach? Like, what's the new approach we can try? Based on how badly it tanked, Let's figure out 
what why did it tank and then let's create let's build something new let's create and go from there and i think like i said sue's 100 right you have to build them up you have to be uh their cheerleader and their confidence booster when they need it and like i said with with my teacher sometimes it's a matter of um some of that cheerleading is is instead of coming into their classroom to co-teach Sometimes I'll just say, can you come sit in the back while I try this? And if it goes wrong, help me. But if not, I just like yes. to teach my way. And yeah, that's so my answer is never no. Yes, of course I can. I am yes, happy to just be your moral support for this class period. That is not a big deal. And so knowing that being willing to be the that support that they need in that cheerleading role, I think is critical too. So and while that has its limits, there's a lot of room for us to stretch as coaches within those limits. It gives anybody listening to this, I hope, that sense that we can all do this. We're all here together. We're all here to do this exactly. together. If you guys out there are listening and need any help, please feel free to reach out to us again on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. We certainly encourage you guys to head on over to askthetechcoach.com and join our teacher cast Tech Coaches Network. Um, we can't talk about it enough. We're over 300 coaches right now, all out there supporting each other. Starting in, in mid-September, I'm going to give myself a few weeks to uh, get back into grad school and stuff. But we are going to be starting back our Tech Coach Roundtable. Sue and I had a two fantastic ones in August all about Tech Coach websites, Tech Coach newsletters. And so if there's any topics out there that you guys are looking for us to, to, to share, cover, or even bring up here on the show, we would love to have you guys here. But that's not the only place where you can find us. Sue and I are now uh, working with the team over at yes. EduSpark. If you guys haven't had a chance Very to check excited. it out, EduSpark, E-D-U-S-P-A-R-K dot world. Uh, fantastic new platform. It literally launched a few weeks ago. And we are bringing you some tremendous value. We're pr putting a bunch of online courses in there. Uh, two at the moment are up and almost ready to launch. We're, we're launching for free um, our course on how to create a data dashboard, how to go from a Google form to spreadsheets to charts and graphs to putting that on a, a Google site. Uh, hopefully by the time this launches, this episode launches, we'll have that out. But if not, very shortly after. And we're also putting up our entire Create Your EdTech Intervention ed tech intervention plan so there's a lot of good stuff that we're putting up there so if you haven't checked it out there's a lot of great creators over in eduspark.world and i hope you guys have a chance to check out that stuff and i'm also excited to notice and share that we are also partnering with our friends over at schooltube so there's going to be a lot of coaching stuff over at schooltube yes. they've got over 200,000 users on that platform checking out great videos it simply is the best place for student video especially now that youtube and google are kind of pulling back the reins a little bit on school and, and and policies and stuff like that check everything out over at schooltube.com a lot of our youtube videos are getting repurposed shortened up a little bit and being put over on schooltube so schooltube.com eduspark.world askthetechcoach.net and of course the teacher cast youtube channel which just hit fifteen thousand subscribers just hit two million views lots of great stuff and sue it's been a great summer it's going to be a yes. good year. Next week, we've got Ashley McBride coming on the show, the author of a fantastic new book all about coaching from ISTE. And we're looking forward to having her on. And we're going to be doing a lot of shows with the uh, ISTE book authors coming up in the next few weeks. Over yes, on the very Cast much podcast. looking forward so, to that. My goodness, you guys have me going and you guys have us making a lot of great content. So don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, follow, and share Ask the Tech Coach with your friends. Jamie, 
other than NCCE, which I know you and I are looking forward to seeing each other in Tennessee. Where can we hear more about you and how do we find Jamie Wright? Um, the easiest way is on Twitter. You can find me at Jamie Wright TIC. It's for Tech Integration Coach at Twitter. Um, and feel free to reach out to me there anytime. I love to, um, I, I follow back usually whoever follows me and love to post and share on there. I think it's such a great platform for educators to share. Sue, where can we learn more about the great stuff that you're doing? Well, find me over at my website at techimaginations.net and on Twitter at SV314DWS. And I would like to encourage you, if you have not already, to sign up for the Back to School Shakeup Learning Conference. I will be presenting three sessions on my own, and we have a great um, Coaching to Greatness session presented by myself and Sarah Kiefer that will be available. So check that out. Register, and the conference videos will be available September 24th. So good stuff coming from there. Highly recommend you check out all that stuff. Again, all of our show notes are going to be up here at episode 155 over at askthetechcoach.com. Thank you guys so much for checking out this show. We'll be with you guys next Monday as we are every single Monday at about 6 o'clock in the morning. So on behalf of Jamie and Sue and everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.